this message, so visitors today and stuff, you're allowed to use smartphones and tablets in our church, but the Holy Spirit is here and it knows if you're going to be on Facebook or Messenger or Snapchat or, or TikTok or have I missed any? Gumtree, <laughs> Gumtree buying stuff, eBay, I don't know, whatever, but if you go to vineyardcc.org uh, and then you swipe once and you'll see latest message and you can follow along with notes to today's message right there on the website and then you can email it to yourself at the end you can make your own notes it's all a little bit fancy really isn't it uh but that's cool all right you gotta clap along one more time it's christmas all right this is the last in my christmas series christmas day anita will be speaking uh so if you can come christmas day hooray hooray uh i love you jacqueline uh, Christmas Day service is at 8 o'clock. What time? 8 o'clock. Say it together. 8 o'clock. 9. 8 o'clock. So it's only going to be one hour communion service. We'll sing some carols. We'll have a message. But come along Christmas Day uh, if you're able to. Many of you are traveling away doing things. If you can't be here, there's no uh, condemnation. It's all good. Whoever's here, we'll have a great time. Uh, whoever's not here, we'll be praying for you that you have an awesome Christmas. So 8 o'clock on Friday, uh, and then we're out of here. So just a reminder to my church, nothing uh, bad can happen for the next two weeks. So no marital disputes, no arguments, <laughs> no one's allowed to pass away. Um, no, just none of that. Okay, good. All right, so... Merry Christmas to me. I've got a stockpile of gifts over here, okay? And I really want to give these gifts away today. But before I do, Anne has just walked into the building. I don't want to embarrass you. Wait. That's a welcome to church. When you, this, this is for you. We honoured our volunteers and we think you're awesome. Merry Christmas. Grab a seat. Sorry you're embarrassed. Okay. I'm not fit. Okay, I've got a bunch of gifts over here that I want to give away, okay? There are 10 gifts, so I need 10 men and 10 women. So I'm just going to pick you. That's what I said. You said 10. No, no, five of each. Five, it has to equal 10. Thank you, wife. Five men and five women. So Pete and Jan, you have to be two of them because it's your last. So Pete and Jan, I'm going to pick, um, who am I going to pick? Who am I going to pick? Who am I going to pick? Brad, you can be one. Come on up, Brad. Uh, Trev, you can be one. Um, uh, Patrick, you can be one. Come on up, Patrick. How many men have I got? One, two, three, four. Someone from this side. Well, you can't nominate yourself. Why not? That's rude. Okay, you can. You can. All right. All right. Four women now because I've got one. Just stand there for the moment. No, no, that's all right. So let's go for... Um, Let's go for, who are we going to go? Uh, Sally, come on up, Sally. Um, um, Deb, come on up. Um, um, who else do I want? Who else do I want? Carol, you come on up. How many is that? One, two, three, four. One more. Uh, uh, Christine, come on down. Come on, come on. That's all right. Represent Filipino. Be proud. Be proud. Come on. Oh, you've got Filipino here. <laughs> but together. No, no, you come. You come. You still come. Still come. Don't bump the camera. All right. All right. We've got 10, 10 people. Let me just put the, make sure this is on wide shot so it gets you all. Okay. So that's good. Now, what I need you all to do, don't read my notes. That's the message. Cheat. You all need to go over here. 
and pick a gift. So just in the order you are. So you go first. Just pick. You can choose which one. Anyone. And then Patrick, you go. We'll, we'll do this quick because Eliza will be here till midday. All right. Pick a gift. Pick, pick, and then stand back where you were. That's all right. That's good. Do that. All right. Just pick. You get it's like it's like Secret Santa, but <gasps> I said Santa in church. That's I'm in trouble now. I'm in trouble. <laughs> all right. Grabbing a gift. Don't just grab the bag at the end. Tell them not to grab the. Yeah, they know that. All right. Good. Good. Everyone's got a gift. Brilliant. Brilliant. I'm going to move this out of the way. Let's move this out of the way. Let's move this out of the way. All right. Now, what I'm going to do is just give you at random. There's no order of this, but I'll just... Don't read it yet, okay? Don't read it yet. That's yours. This is totally COVID safe, by the way. Don't read it. I sanitized my hands before coming in today. So don't read it. No, it's a secret uh, love message. No, it's not. <laughs> All right. This is yours. This is yours. All right. Okay, there we are. So, Josh, we're going to start with you. What does yours actually say? Uh, choose someone to swap gifts with. All right, you can choose someone, anyone, and you have to swap gifts. No, you have to do it. You have to. It's, it's the rules. That's pretty funny, right? Okay, what does yours say, Pete? Everyone must give their gift to Pastor Jeremy. Everyone must give their gi- gift to me. No, no, I'm, that's, that's, a, that's a dummy one. We're not going to do that one. I don't, know who put the, I don't know who put that one in there. Read that one. Everyone pass to the left. Everyone pass to the left. So that means I'll help you. So we're going to do this and you all pass to the left. I'm going to get fit today. This is awesome. All right, so everyone's passed to the left. Everyone has a gift. Okay, what does yours say? You're done. Do you need help? Choose two people to swap. Choose two people to... Choose two people to swap their gifts. It can't be you. So you choose two people and then they have to swap with each other. Oh, okay. All right, so quick, just choose any two. Okay, all right. Patrick and Josh. Bradley. Bradley. And Patrick, all right. <laughs> all right, good stuff. Did they swap or not? What, they did, they did. What does yours say? Swap your gift for the smallest size gift. <laughs> How appropriate is that? After being, see, see, what you reap is what you sow, Trev. So, so you need to get the smallest. Who's got the smallest? All right, the next smallest, the next smallest. Probably, probably, it's out of these two, isn't it? That'll do, that'll do. All right. Well, that was just, I don't know, if we were in the world, we'd say that was karma. But anyway, we don't believe in karma. What does yours say? Everybody pass to the right. Everybody pass to the right. Quick. There you go. All right, you got it back again. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, what, who's next? Christine, do you need... The audience must choose who uh, you swap gifts with. Ah, okay, so the audience, this is all of you, have to choose who, um, who gets to swap gifts. So you get to pick two people. We'll do it by cheer, okay? So do you want Carol to swap gifts? Just give me a cheer. No, no, everyone likes you. That's good. <laughs> Patrick should swap gifts. No? Are you just being shy and not cheering? Bradley should swap gifts. No, no. Sally should swap gifts. No? You've you got to give me feedback here, otherwise I have to do it again. Christine should swap gifts. Yes. Yeah, okay, there's a little bit of noise there. A little bit of noise there. Okay. Deb should swap gifts. Yes. <laughs> Trev. 
Jan should swap gifts. Pete should swap gifts. And Josh should swap gifts. Josh. <laughs> the Lord is looking after you, my son. All right, what does yours? Do you want me to read it? Yes. Sally says, select one person to open their gift, but it can't be you. Who do you want to open their gift? One person. Christine? All right, you can open it. Sorry, I'm blocking it. Hello. What do we got? What do we got? This could be exciting. It's a new car. No, it's not. No, it's not. What have we got, Christine? Budgie smugglers. Ah, oh, oh, she's opening it already. That's all right. That's all right. No problem. Oh, isn't this a beautiful shower cap? Look at that. You are blessed. You, you hold on to that because it's still yours. Okay, we're up to you. What does yours say? Bradley says, swap your gift for the largest size gift. <laughs> this wasn't planned. These are all random. And anyway, can I stick my tongue out at you now? Anyway, carry on. Patrick says, all the boys must swap gifts with the girls. How you do that's up to you. All the boys have to swap with the girls. Wait, can we swap twice? No. One swap only. One swap only. Who hasn't swapped? Which girl hasn't swapped? Yes! Shower cap. Shower cap. All right, this is the last one. The youngest person, I guess that's Josh, gets to pick someone to swap a gift with. Yes! All right, all right, this is good. You can now, all of you, open your gifts. Open your gifts. It's a Kurong box. What did you get? Whoa. Pete's favourite. It is. Yeah. Coke. What did you get? Uh, I got a uh, Jan. Because we share everything. Oh, Goat's look. Milk. Goat's milk soap and a little shower scrunchy thing. Gloves. <laughs> what did you get? That's uh, like a, what's that? Little candies and stuff. What did you get? A little pot plant. You got the shower cap. You got... Look at Bradley's really going to use this. Go gently moisturising makeup remover wipes. Yes. Patrick got cotton tips like cotton buds and a toothbrush. That's useful. What did you get? Chocolates and a mug. What was the big one? Maltesers. Give them all a hand. Give them all a hand. Grab a seat, everybody. Merry Christmas. Enjoy your gloves. <laughs> oh, that was a bit of fun. That was a bit of fun. Who said we could have fun in Christmas? Seriously. <laughs> oh, no, we always have fun. We're a fun church. All right. Very cool. So that was the gift switch. All right. All month, uh, if you've been coming each Sunday leading up to Christmas, we've been talking about how we have sometimes got this tendency 
uh, to focus on ourselves at Christmas time. No one in this room, it's everyone out there. Uh, but, you know, sometimes it gets all about us. That's the way Christmas can go with the holidays and everything. We can often become so focused on ourselves that we fail to notice anything other than what we want. You know, we want to fill our needs. I want the right food. I want the right gifts. I want it to go perfectly. All of those things. You know, if you've ever seen an illusionist, who's seen an illusionist? No, I don't mean devil magic. I mean sleight of hand illusionist, that kind of thing. It's all good. Uh, You know, that's exactly how they perform their tricks. They know how to manipulate our attention so we fail to see what else is going on around us. They're really good at that. But like we'll see in this video I'm about to show, so we'll get the lights in a second, guys. Um, sometimes all it takes is a gentle reminder to help us adjust our focus and think about something other than what we want. So if we can get the lights and make sure the volume's up. What's your favourite part about Christmas? Turn it up a bit. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think that's everybody's favourite part. Hang on, we'll start again. Crank it up. What's your favourite part about Christmas? Present. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think that's everybody's favourite part. I set up an experiment to see just how generous kids could be if given the chance. It's a magic gift box. And what it does is it gives one special kid any present they want. All they have to do is ask for it. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> so tell me, Demetrius, what do you wish for? Minecraft. It's a video game? Okay. I'm sure that's an easy one. Should we do it? Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Minecraft it is. You ready? Yes. Minecraft. Okay, buddy. What? <laughs> oh my god. What sport do you like? Baseball. Baseball. Okay. Let's try something. I'm gonna have you hold the box. So just hold it like that for me. Okay, don't move. Okay, perfect. And set it down. (laughs) I wish for a PlayStation. Okay. Why don't you just secretly make a wish of what you want to appear? I didn't ask for marshmallows. You didn't see season one? No. Now, Ben, you don't have to keep it a basketball, because the box is magic. I can turn that into something else if you want. What do you want to turn it into? A RC car. A remote control car. Why? Because I could chase my dogs around a bit. You want to chase your dogs with a remote control car? <laughs> Fun. Roll it to me. <coughs> okay. You ready? Okay. All right, here we go. An RC car. Uh, apologies to your dogs. Now that I've shown the kids the power of this box, I dropped the hint that the gift they keep doesn't necessarily have to be for them. I have a question. What do you think your mom wants for Christmas? A new coffee maker. Nail polish. Nail polish? 
Some nice shoes. What do you think your dad Lenny wants for Hanukkah? Beat headphones. Beats headphones. Harrison, what do you think your mom wants for Christmas? A hair dryer. A hair dryer? Are you sure? It could be anything in the world. And you want a hair dryer? Yeah. Easy. We put the hatchimal back in the box. We'll cover it up. You sure you don't want marshmallows? Yes. Okay. Coffee maker it is. A gift from mom. Turn this into nice shoes for your mom. Snap your fingers. Okay. Wait. Perfect. <laughs> and now to find out if there truly is a Santa gene in all of us. Do you want to keep the shoes so you can give them to your mom? Or do you want to change this into anything else for yourself? Well. I know she would like them. I don't know. Okay. It's up to you. I would like to keep the shoes, definitely. Why? Because I, I haven't had anything or enough money to get something for my mom. Kind of get You want to give that to your mom? I love my mom so much. Really? What these generous kids didn't know is that their parents were watching from another room. It was now time for them to receive their gifts Open. and act surprised. Uh, what? I got it for free. <laughs> Thank you. These are great. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, thank you. That really means a lot. Sorry. I didn't learn till I was an adult that it's better to give than to receive. If these kids are able to learn that at this age, just imagine how bright our future could be. Do you want to keep that as the gift or I can turn that back to a Hatchimal? Your mom would be so proud. Hatchimal. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> There's always one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I don't know about you, but I love seeing those kids choose to give something up in order to give a gift to someone that they love. That was, that was just precious. You know, over the last few weeks, we've heard stories of people who might only th we might only think about perhaps once a year. And we've talked about Mary and Joseph. Well, we don't have that over here today. It doesn't matter. But Mary and Joseph, part of the nativity scene over there. We talked about them. Uh, we talked about uh, the, the angels, the shepherds, uh, who, who got the story of Jesus from the angels. We talked about the wise men who brought gifts. And uh, on the very first Christmas, all of these people learned uh, what the kids in that video uh, just learned. And that is, it's really better to give than to receive. Uh, so what we've learned so far is that on the first Christmas, Mary and Joseph gave up their comfort. The very first Christmas was far from comfortable. Mary had to travel on a donkey. Uh, they had to give birth in basically a cave surrounded by smelly animals. 
they had to then flee because they were hunted, so they had to get, the angels told them, get out of town. So they had to go to a foreign land. Anything but comfortable. So they gave up their comfort to be part of something bigger than themselves. And the challenge was given, how can we do the same and give up our comfort this Christmas, perhaps by inviting someone along to your table for Christmas dinner, perhaps by going out of your way to help someone. There's many ways that you can give up your comfort, and we've talked about that. Then the shepherds. The shepherds gave their stories to tell of the birth of our Saviour. God chose the shepherds to be the first ones to visit baby Jesus. The shepherds were were smelly themselves, although we debated whether sheep were smelly or not. Uh, Carol's up the back there. That's all right. But they were. They, they worked long hours. They stunk. They, people didn't want to mix with them. They weren't in the upper echelon of society, yet God chose the shepherds to tell them of the birth of a saviour. And they were the first ones that got to meet Jesus and then go and tell. And, and then the challenge was given, how can we do the same? How, how have we met Jesus? How has he made a difference in our lives? What's going on right now in our world that we can give praise to Jesus for? And how can we share that with other people. And then there was the wise men. The wise men gave their worship to Jesus. They brought extravagant gifts, knowing that he was their king, he was their God, he was their saviour. And we talked about the gifts. But Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the wise men weren't the first people to give something up on the very first Christmas. The very first Christmas gift was given to us from God. And that's baby Jesus coming to earth as a baby growing into the man that he became. And fully God, fully man, such a blessing to make a way for us to connect with our Heavenly Father. So before we go back in time 2,000 years to the first Christmas, let's look forward to the future. And I want some interaction from you. What future life event do you look forward to the most? Sorry, what, Russ? The rapture, absolutely. Waiting to be with Jesus in the clouds. That's going to be awesome. What about in our time here uh, while we're on the planet? Is there something? Yes. Your next grandchild being born. That's an awesome thing to be looking forward to. Someone else? See your family back home. The planes open up and it's all good and you can go. You must miss them so much. One more. Yes. Salvation of more people. You know, your family, friends, people coming to know Jesus. Absolutely. What a great thing. Anyone else before I keep going? Great. Well, we do. We all love to think about our futures as well, like where we're heading and what's going to happen. And hopes, our dreams, our goals, they can help us remember that we're part of a story that's bigger than what's going on in front of us today. There's more ahead. We could talk about the life of this church. There's far more ahead. This is just a glimpse of what things are going to look like in five, ten years' time. We're going to continue to increase and grow and trust God to lead us and guide us and help those people, June, to come to know Jesus. We're believing for salvations in this building because the future is going to be incredible and it's before us, it's ahead of us. So today, I want to introduce you to one more character from the first Christmas story. And he's not represented in any of the nativity sets because... He met Jesus several days after he was born. Uh, His name was Simeon. And Simeon had been waiting a long time to see his future hopes and dreams fulfilled. Simeon was a Jewish man who was completely devoted to God. And many people of the Jewish faith believe that one day God would send a Messiah, a Saviour, to rescue God's people. 
and forever change the world. Well, long before Jesus was born, God specifically revealed to Simeon that he wouldn't die until he had seen Jesus. What an incredible promise that is. Who wants that promise? (laughs) The one God promised would come and rescue the world, that he wouldn't die until he's laid eyes on Jesus. So shortly after Jesus was born, his parents, Mary and Joseph, took Jesus to the temple to be purified. And that's where they ran into Simeon. We're going to read from the book of Luke. It'll be on your screen there. Chapter 2, verses 25 to 32. So it says this, At the time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Well, that day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. What a moment that must have been for Simeon to encounter finally, waiting his whole life. He's had this promise that you will not die until you see Messiah. And then finally, his eyes are laid on him. Can you imagine the tears welling up? I know watching that video and seeing those kids make those choices, it makes me well up a little bit. Maybe I'm a bit emotional. Maybe I'm just a big softy, Trev. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, But (laughs) like a big marshmallow, fluffy white stretchy. Anyway, Simeon lays his eyes on Messiah. What a moment in history that was. When Jesus was only eight days old, Simeon fully understood who Jesus was and why his life mattered. Simeon saw baby Jesus for who he really was, the saviour of the world. That's who Jesus is. Hope for humanity. God's gift to us. The very first Christmas gift. Well, I want to show you um, a little picture. Name that baby. Now, there's two different babies up there. So it could be a little tricky. It might be a trick question. Might be a trick question. So the one on the left, who do you think the one on the left is? Anita. Anita? Okay. You think it's me? Any other guesses? Melody, maybe? Who's the one on the right? Timothy? All right. So some of you are right with the first one. The first one is me. Everyone go, ah. Pretend I'm cute. Ah. And Timothy, how similar do we look as bubbers? Hey, there's me. You, you could have guessed me too because of the, uh, the attire that I'm wearing. Looks a little uh, dated maybe, the kind of photo it is. It's a little dated. Yeah, 70. I was born in 76. There you go. So, so that adorable little baby on the left, on your left, uh, got old and is now standing in front of you today talking about Christmas. And the other one's causing trouble down at kids' church somewhere. (laughs) It's weird to think about the friends and adults that we know as babies, isn't it? Like when you see someone's baby photo, you're like, I don't know, there's just that weird moment where you're like, oh, that was you? Well, God um, God chose to become a baby, which is a wow in itself. He could have come as anything. He's God. But he chose to come 
as a meek and mild baby. I don't know if you've noticed, but babies are helpless. (laughs) Noisy. (laughs) They're noisy, smelly. They need someone to take care of them. They can't do it themselves. They have no authority, no power, no skills and no possessions. They are completely reliant. And God chose to come as a baby, as one. Wow. It's kind of odd to imagine the God of the universe as a baby. It is hard to picture it. I know we've drummed in, if we've been Christians a long time, and baby Jesus and the manger and all of that. But still, this is the God that created everything come, coming in that form. It's hard to believe that Jesus, God himself, was born just like you and I were. Exactly the same. There was no divine intervention. It hurt, I'm sure. They didn't have the, the gas or the drugs or the epidurals or the C-sections or the... She had to just give birth. Just like that. Jesus was small. He cried. He needed his parents to care for him, to feed him, to change him. Even the Son of Man pooped himself. Even the Queen goes to the toilet. Anyway, my dad always used to have that joke that the Queen never goes to the toilet. Anyway, God the Creator, so totally irrelevant. Keep going, focus. God the Creator and the Saviour of the world became a baby so he could live among us. And I'm not talking the video game Among Us, James. I'm talking about Jesus coming to live among us. I saw him, as soon as I said Among Us, his eyes were, ooh, that's a game. We've been talking all month about the people in the story of Jesus' birth and how much they gave in order to make the first Christmas happen. And these are all huge sacrifices. They were. Uh, but there was one sacrifice that started it all, and that's God's sacrifice. You know, we often say Jesus' birth was God's gift to us. On that first Christmas, God, in the form of Jesus, chose to do a few things. He chose to humble himself. Again, this is God. He could have come, bells and whistles, full-on strobe lighting show, confetti. He could have done whatever he wanted, but he chose to come, humble himself, come as a, as a baby that needed to be cared for. He entered the world that he created. He constrained himself in a human body. And he began a life he knew would be brief and would end in his death. Because God knows the end from the beginning, beginning from the end. So he knew what was coming. Wow. Be born as a son to die. Wow. Think of your own kids. Born as a, born as a child to die. Imagine the heartbreak and agony that you would feel internally knowing what was coming. Wow. God came to us as a baby, a small, helpless, hungry and vulnerable little human, not a mighty king, walking the earth in glory and honour, but as a child. Jesus gave up so much just by coming to earth, but his birth is only the beginning of the story. So here's a little secret. Jesus coming to earth as a baby was all part of the plan. It's not really a secret. We kind of know that, don't we? He came to save the world. So let's take a look at a couple of verses that are typically, 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 more associated with Easter than Christmas. So because when you, when you think about it, Easter wasn't the only time God made a big sacrifice for us. So can any, I'm sure there are people, there's got to be one Christian in the house that can recite John 3.16. Somebody help me out. Somebody help me out. John. That's what it sounds like to me. But that's all right. You did say it. You did say it. So, uh, 
Lots of people know the John 3.16, but do we know verse 17? And I know Beth does, because she's bursting right now. She's bursting right now. Verse 17 says, God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Wow. Wow. Jesus came to earth giving up everything. He literally gave up everything so we could have eternal life and a relationship with God. This was part of God's rescue mission for the planet. Why would God do this? Why would God set up such a rescue mission? Because each and every one of you, everyone listening at home, everyone not listening to this, he loves you. He loves us. He loves mankind so much that he would send his only son to be born to die so that we could live in eternal relationship with our Heavenly Father. Wow. Jesus' conception and birth story was already miraculous, but it was only the beginning of an even greater miracle. The real miracle is that our Creator came to earth to save us. That's the real miracle. On the first Christmas, God gave everything. Those of you that are parents or your grandparents or you know kids that mean something to you, God gave up his kid. That's everything. If I had to give up Melody or Timothy, that would be my everything because we've invested into their lives, watched them groan, and the thought of having to give them up, that's everything for a parent. So now what? What does God want us to do about it? Glad you asked. Think about the best Christmas present you've ever received. Just think about it, close your eyes, visualise it. The best Christmas present ever. What made it so great and why was it so special? They're rhetorical questions, James. They're not to be answered. Uh, James is is a hand up person. So, whatever that Christmas present may be that you're thinking of right now, the best Christmas present ever, it pales in comparison to what God has given us all through Jesus Christ, our Saviour, who came to make all things new. There is no gift that matches that. He came that we might have life, and life more abundantly. You can't, give, you can't outgive God. You can't do better than that. For some of you, maybe this is the first time that you're hearing or realising that perhaps the Christmas story is just the beginning of the story. For many of you seasoned Christians, you know the drill. But there would be people listening to this that perhaps that's like, wow, it's the beginning of an incredible journey, an incredible story that's all about God's mission to rescue us. You know, Jesus was born knowing he would die, but his life didn't end with a grave. Jesus is alive today. He's the conqueror of death and offers all of us a chance to share in that new life. And I don't know about you, but I'm so grateful and I can't hear this stuff enough. I'm not the Christian that sits there and goes, oh, I've heard all this before, yeah, bar humbug. I'll call you out, Grinches. <laughs> you can never hear this story enough. If, if you're new to seeing how the gift of Jesus has the power to change your life, and we have new Christians in the room today, or if you've got questions, or if you're having a hard time accepting that this is true, try talking to a friend, try talking to your pastors, talk to family, and have a conversation and just see where that might lead. And do that before you leave today. Don't just leave and go, oh, I'll talk about it later. Deal with it now. For others of you, 
Maybe you've had a relationship with God for a while and there'd be many people in this room like that. But it's been some time since you've paused to think about how great of a sacrifice Jesus made for you. It's easy to get busy in the, in the life. That's what I'm trying to say. It's easy to get busy with life and, and forget what God has done for us and forget what, what he's accomplished for us. It's easy to get caught up in the busyness and stop and pause and go, you know what, Jesus is awesome. If you've known Jesus for a long time and you feel like your faith has become a little mundane, well, this Christmas, what an opportunity it is for you to take a moment and remember just how much God gave for you. Take that moment. Let the busyness just fade for a moment, the panic, the, oh my goodness, four or five sleeps to Christmas and I haven't finished my shopping, what am I going to eat? What are we going to do? Forget all of that just for a minute and let's just focus on Jesus for a moment. This Christmas, what will you do with the gift, there it is, that God has given you? This Christmas, what will you do with the gift that God has given you? That's my challenge today. God's given us the greatest gift, his son Jesus. What are we going to do with that? Are we going to go, oh, I've been a Christian for since the days of Noah and you know it's all just the same for me? Or are you going to have a fresh revelation of how glorious our Heavenly Father is, that He gave His only Son? Wow. Just get caught in that wow moment. We're going to, I'm going to play a song. The words are going to be on the screen. You can sing or you can reflect. I don't mind. Let's just stay seated for a moment. If we can get the lights and, again, just watch for the sound. And, and just have a moment of reflection. This Christmas, what are you going to do with the gift that God has given you, the gift of Jesus?
Father God, help us to adore you this Christmas season. Lord, help us to take the story that you've put on our hearts, the miracle you've done in each of our lives. Help us to share that great news, that story with other people, that they would come to know you in a powerful way because of everything that you've done in our lives. Father God, give us the boldness It's usually the first hurdle. People are concerned, I'm not bold enough, I don't know what to say. But Holy Spirit, you can give us the words. You can give us the boldness. You can lead us and guide us with discernment. You can help us, everyone, to reach another one with the great and powerful story and message of Christ. So Father God, help us. We want to adore you and the great way that we get to adore you in this season is to share you with others. It pleases you, God. We know that. Help us to do that, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know, adoring the Lord, it's, it's so powerful to share your story, but you know what? We need to let Christ in so that we have a story. And there could be people watching this online now that it's working. (laughs) There could be people in this place today that need to surrender their life to Christ, perhaps to create a new chapter in the story of your life. And Jesus is here and He is ready and He is willing to come into your heart and to make the biggest life change. You saw earlier the video of people getting baptised and just the joy of Daniel. I mean, they were both joyous, but Daniel comes up out of the water and he's like, yes! Because it's a new life when we invite Jesus to be our Lord and our Saviour. And so with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're in this place and you want to make that commitment, that dedication, that surrender of your life to Jesus Christ, if you want to admit, you know what, I can't do this life on my own. I've tried and I've come up short every single time. I need a Saviour. Well, His name is Jesus. We talk about him not just at Christmas, but all year round. We love him because he's made a way for us to enter into that new life. If you want to do that today, if you're at home, just lift up your hand right where you are and invite the Lord into your heart. If you're in this place, lift up your hand. Say, Pastor Jeremy, 
pray for me today? Love to be included in that prayer and accept Jesus as my Lord. And maybe it's the first time, maybe it's a rededication and you feel you need to do this right now. Then just lift up your hand and Jesus is going to come flooding into your heart like a, like a flooding rain that we've had lately. We love the rain. But Jesus comes. When you open up your heart, He'll come in like a flood, rushing in to fill every gap and every void and every piece of you that is empty and null and void. He redeems and He fills you to overflowing. So Father God, You've seen hands raised today. And I just thank You, God, that we can surrender our lives to You. And we choose to do that as a church. Everyone here right now, we surrender our life. Everyone tuned in at home online, we surrender our life completely, wholly and utterly to You, Jesus. And we ask that You would come and that You would lead us and guide us and change our story, God, so that we can share that change with others. Lord, that we could be the beginning of a new story in many because of the story that You've, that you've written on our hearts. So thank You, Jesus, for coming into our hearts today refreshing us, pouring your presence into us and being very real in our lives today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, we've gone over time, but meh. <laughs> Can we say meh in church? Meh, meh. <laughs> I just want to do one more prayer. I just want to pray. You know, it's COVID and can't lay hands, but you know what? The Holy Spirit is here. And I just sense that there are people here that need an infilling of His presence right now. I know I just prayed, and but I just feel like if you're, that's you, why don't you just stand right now? Just stand. No one's going to look and point and judge. We all need Jesus. But I just feel in my spirit, there are people in this place and you need the Holy Spirit right now to come and fill. Fill that situation that you're facing. Fill that brokenness. Fill that loss, whatever it is, the Holy Spirit is here to fill you right now. So, Father God, thank you again for your presence. Thank you that you're here. I pray for the people standing right now and you see their hearts. God, you know what they're going through. You know that they desperately need you. So I believe right now the power of the Holy Spirit in this place is filling hearts, is filling lives is making a difference to a situation, is bringing healing, is bringing provision, is healing brokenness, is bringing relationships back together. Whatever it is, the Holy Spirit right now is moving in the hearts and lives of people standing in this place, standing at home. Lord, because you are for us and you are not against us. You see the need and you come and you meet that need in a way that we could never understand. And so all we can say, Lord, is that we trust you. That void in our life right now, we trust you to fill it. We trust you for your peace, for your protection, for your provision. May your Holy Spirit touch each person. Lead us and guide us throughout this week and into Christmas and beyond. Thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit touching lives right now. In Jesus' name. Amen.